In my previous video blog, we took a look at the concept of being deliberate with our responses, our decisions, and our thoughts. It's very difficult sometimes for us to genuinely be deliberate about everything that's going on around us. Life has an incredible way of whistling past curveballs that are coming that we have to dodge, and we don't have the time to be deliberate. But there are some moments in our life, the steps that we take, the progress that we make, these moments that define us, that we really do need to be deliberate about. They can either hinder us or create incredible passion and momentum in our lives. When we run a race, a marathon, there's some 39,700 plus steps that a runner or an athlete would take to complete the marathon. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was running the race, it would probably be more along the lines of 54,100 some odd steps because that's the average number of steps a person would take to walk a marathon. And I know that I'm probably going to walk more than I run. But the fact is, is that each step sets up the next step. In fact, a step isn't a step if it's not creating momentum for the other foot to be planted in the ground. If it's not creating that momentum for the next step to be taken, the next foot planting to happen, well then it's not really a step at all. It is in fact standing still. I know that we've often unpacked shame, guilt, condemnation um, as very many reasons why we're not willing to move on, why we don't seem to progress. A massive traumatic event happens in our lives and seems to rob us not only of our current status, our current safety, our current security, but also sets us up uh, for a doubtful, difficult, hard Next step, what happens if I don't have the means? What happens if I have, I'm still lonely? What happens? All of these thoughts run through our minds. And while we are currently on a step, however difficult it is, it's very difficult for us to take the next step. And so we stand still. We come to a place where we've lost complete momentum. What I wanted to unpack though today is that, and it's a difficult thing because it's only something that I've begun to realize is as much as I really am looking at my own personal development and growth, the only reason I really need to be looking at my own personal development and growth is because of the impact that I actually have with others. So when we think about it, when we get bogged down by our own shame, our own hurt, our own pride, because some of those steps we take may be good ones. We may be really good at something. And so we get prideful. But when I look at the race I'm running as just my race and I can do whatever I like on my race and I can pause at whatever step I want to pause on, I can relive whatever step I want to relive, I can either have momentum or passion depending on how I feel in the day, those things are all pretty selfish. Because even in a race when we're running in a, with a group of people, uh, if I suddenly just come to an abrupt standstill, that's going to impact the runners around me. If I'm running the race with a partner or I'm running or just doing my training with a partner and we regularly get into a good momentum that spurs or encourages us on to keep going and take more steps together, if I suddenly stop, my partner's going to take a few more steps and then have to probably step stop themselves to check if I'm okay and then work with me if I'm not, uh, stay there a while. So my momentum impacts the momentum of others around me. And I don't ever want to make sure, I want to make sure that I'm living my life with passion and with purpose, not allowing my past hurts or even my past successes to hinder me 
and therefore I don't want to ever hinder others. And so I thought today would be really neat for us to take a look at four things we can do to make sure that the current step we're on is not actually trapped or entrapping us by a previous step we've had to take. That our current step we're on is actually a momentum maker and not a momentum breaker. When we get trapped in our past hurts and we seem to emotionally revisit those over and over again, or we relive our past successes, we're not making any more successes, we're not having any bad memories right now, but we are recreating them and we start telling ourselves our own stories and we get caught in the cycle of selfishness, self-centeredness, self-orientation, and that is a complete momentum breaker. As I look at my notes, I wanted to share just four things with you, and you can read through those things in the blog notes, but I wanted to say the first thing that we need to do is we need to revisit the first video blog I put out uh, last Monday. Be deliberate about your thoughts and responses. I really want you to take three moments each day this week and have a look at the concept of saying, well, hang on, I would normally be in a complaining mood. I'd normally be really unhappy. I'd normally break out into tears. I would normally be thinking about that past hurt. I would normally be bragging about my past successes. But in this moment, in this very moment, what decision, what response, what words can I say that will create cheer, joy, momentum, and not reminiscence of past hurts or constantly reminiscing on my personal, selfish, past successes. No, how can I in the moment where I would normally complain, normally be upset, normally be pridefully boasting, what can I do right now that's going to create a different momentum than I normally would have created? When I normally complain, how can I encourage? When I normally brag, how could I ask of other successes? How could I promote others? So the first thing I want you to do is get intentional about your thoughts and responses and your words in three moments every day this week and start changing your habits of how you think, how you respond, and what your words normally are. The second thing I think we could all work on is stop justifying. Let's get rid of our excused behavior. You know which behavior you justify. You know what little quirks or habits or creature comforts in your thought life that you've adapt, adopted. And, and we know that they're not right. We know that they're not the best, but we do them anyway and we justify it. So here's what you can do. Get with somebody that you can run a race with. Get with somebody that you know that you can get into rhythm with. And let's start being vulnerable with the people that we know that we can love and are loved by us and love us and that we can trust. Let's get into a rhythm with them and creating these discussions and these dialogues that are vulnerable where I can start saying, you know what, I know I normally justify this kind of behavior or that kind of behavior. I'm sure you've noticed. Why do you think I do that? Here's why I do it, but why do you think I do it? Let's start having a conversation and just start being vulnerably open about the step I'm on, the step I'm taking, and how I can get better at making sure the step I'm on and the step I'm taking is going to propel me to the next step. I'm not camping on step number five. I'm already running the race and getting to the finish line. The third thing you might want to try and, and use to develop different habits is to try and figure out some of your unexplained behavior. 
You know what I'm talking about. When somebody says X, you respond Y. When somebody says that you're not good enough, your brain runs away and tells yourself a whole bunch of other stories. There's unexplained behavior, responses, and thoughts that we have all the time. Where'd I get that from? Was that from step number 265? Or was where did I get that rhythm of thinking from? How can I break that rhythm of thinking if it's causing me to break my momentum? How can I stop thinking that way and start thinking in a different way? How can I stop responding in anger when somebody calls me a name and start responding with wisdom that crushes the accusation anyway. How can I, how can I respond better? How can I do? And, and the best way of doing that is to get to a place where I'm meditating on my unexplained behavior. Don't just get into the rut of doing it because that's how you always do it because then it'll never get deliberate attention. Give some of that unexplained behavior some deliberate attention. Here's what you can do to do that with the person that you've chosen to run your race with you and be in rhythm with you. Hey, why not ask them the question of, hey, why do you think I always do this or do that? Why do you think when I arrive at your house to visit, I always end up doing the dishes? Why do you, why do you think I default to some of these things? You've known me a long time. How can you help me break some of these cycles that have become deliberate in my mind, but not deliberate in my consciousness? And then finally, create meaningful feedback loops. Leanne, my wife and I often find that the best way of breaking the story that we tell ourselves. Now, we all tell ourselves a story and the stories that we tell ourselves often become our excuses for unexplained or excused behavior. The excuses that we create are in fact justification of why we do or do not do something. And by creating meaningful, sometimes difficult feedback loops in my life, I've genuinely been able to start living an excuse-free life. When somebody comes to me and gives me feedback, I don't go, I know, I know, I got this. No, I want to know why. I want to hear more. I want to grow. And even though I might not like you, I might very well like your feedback because that'll help me grow. You might be somebody that's very negative, that's very critical. Well, then I need to filter that through, that critical kind of angle. I need to filter that through in my mind, but still try and find something that I can use to grow. And I know that as we begin to unpack these things, be, being delivered in my thoughts, my words, and my responses, getting rid of excused behavior, figuring out unexplained behavior, and then creating meaningful feedback loops in our lives, I know that we can start making sure that every step we take is not tethered to the past, but is in fact creating propulsion and momentum for our future. You have a purposeful, passionate week, and I look forward to seeing you again soon.